Okay, so as Jeff said, today is our first uh, Sunday in our campaign, Transformed. Um, This is, for me, this has been months of preparation um, behind the scenes in getting groups together and ordering materials and making lots of paper cranes. That was me. Uh, (laughs) If I never make another origami crane in my life, it'll be okay. Um, So, but I have... uh, Actually, the most important thing, I have been praying over this, praying for our church, praying for you, and praying that God is going to move in a mighty way through this study. Um, So for the next eight weeks, you know, so today is kind of the kickoff and the introduction. Uh, We're going to be studying and talking about seven different areas of our lives over the next seven weeks. But starting today, you know, we're going to be delving into how God and how God's word can transform us by transforming these seven areas of our lives. We're going to do this through books. Who has their book? Everybody's got their book. If you don't have your book, uh, your book is, uh, you can pick one up at Campaign Central out in the lobby. Um, We do accept Visa and MasterCard. Uh, So if you don't have cash with you or a checkbook, because most people don't carry either one of those things anymore, uh, you can use your card back there, and they're available for a $5 donation. Um, Scholarships are available as well. So don't let um, a financial need hold you back from picking up that book. We're going to be doing daily devotionals throughout the week. There's 50 devotionals in that book, and each day you're going to read one of those devotionals and walk through some questions um, in your quiet time with the Lord and reading some really important Bible verses. Um, And finally, there's a groups aspect to this study. And so our current life groups, um, they're all going to be doing this study. It's a DVD-led study by Rick Warren. Um, If you are not in a life group. There are other transformed groups forming, and you can get more information about that at Campaign Central. Um, So goal setting is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about goal setting, but goal setting God's way. And you see, goal setting, I'm really excited about this. It's a subject very near and dear to my heart. I might be a planner nerd. Um, I have a sampling of the planning systems that I have used, this is just a sampling of the past few years of the planning systems that I have used. And you see, what what happens is, um, every time my life starts feeling out of order, I start feeling overwhelmed and, and things aren't right, I say, oh, there must be a problem with my system that I'm using to keep track of my goals and to keep track of my dreams and my plans. And so most of these are filled out for like three or four months (laughs) because I jump ship and I'm like, you know, the, the, the grass is always greener. There must be a better system out there to take care of things. Something that the Lord has shown me uh, in the last year or two is that the problem is not my system. The problem is the books that I'm looking at and what I'm looking to to plan my priorities and my goals and my dreams. So instead of always looking for that new and better system, I have learned I need to go to God's word. And I need to go to the Lord when my life starts feeling out of whack. And when my life starts feeling overwhelming and things just seem off. 
because that's usually an indication that my priorities are wrong and that the goals and the plans that I'm making don't line up with God's goals and, goals and plans for my life. And so that's what we're going to do. We're not going to look at what the world says that we should be doing. Um, the world will tell you a million different things on how to set goals, and, you know, there's motivational speakers and conferences, and um, we're not going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about what God's Word says in these areas of our lives. Um, so... What, why are goals important to changing our life? You know, why, why should we set goals? Uh, well, one, goal setting is a spiritual responsibility. Uh, so the Apostle Paul, you're going to hear a lot from him this morning. Uh, he was really big on goal setting. Uh, he wrote to the church uh, in Philippi, um, and he, in Philippians 3, 12 through 15. Uh, listen to how many times he uses the word goal in this verse. I know that I am not yet what God wants me to be. I haven't reached that goal, but I keep moving toward it to make it mine because Christ made me and saved me for this. I know that I have, haven't yet reached my goal, but there is one thing I always do. Forgetting the past and straining toward what is ahead, I keep my eyes focused on the goal so that I may one day win the prize that God has called me to receive through Christ in the life above. You know, so, so right there, oh, and, and he says, sorry, all of you who are spiritually mature should think this way too. So he's saying, this isn't just for me, this is anyone who wants to be spiritually mature, anyone who calls themselves a Christ follower. And so he, he set goals in his life and goals for how he was going to serve the Lord. You know, so uh, there's this young woman named Katie Davis. And whenever I think about um, someone who has their priorities in line with the Lord's, I think of Katie Davis. Uh, Katie Davis, she wrote a book called Kisses from Katie. Some of you may be familiar with her story. Uh, when Katie was 18 years old, she told her mom and dad that she wanted to go to Uganda to teach kindergarten for 10 months before going on to college. Mom and dad, especially dad, were not thrilled with this decision. But Katie really felt that this is what the Lord wanted her to do. And so she went to Uganda to teach kindergarten for 10 months at 18 years old. By the time Katie was 21, she had become the adoptive mother of 14 Ugandan orphans, 14 little girls. Katie has dedicated her life to the orphans in Uganda. She has a ministry now called Amazima Ministries. And at Amazima, they feed uh, over 500 orphans every day. They provide them with clothing. They provide a large majority of them with shelter. And they have just now opened a school. And so in an interview that I watched once with Katie, she says this, People always say to me that I am so lucky to have found what God wants me to do with, with my life. 
And she says to them, I didn't find it. It was just in the Bible. As someone who calls themselves a Christian, we are to love the Lord with all of our heart, and we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. And so when people say to Katie, you know, said to Katie, hey, it's so cool that, that you were able to find what God wants you to do. She's like, I didn't find it. It, it was there. If you open the book and read it, it was there all along. And, and that's what we need to do too. We need to open the Bible, and in the Bible, we will learn what God wants us to do. And so I want to make something very clear. We are not setting goals in these areas of our lives in order to have a better life. We're not setting these goals in order to just make ourselves happy, improve our situation, improve our finances just for the sake of improving. We are setting goals in these seven areas of our lives so that we are then able to live out the gospel. We are then able to better share the gospel with other people. Because, you know, if, you're, if you are burdened with debt, it's really hard for you to be generous with those in need. If you um, don't know where your, your next mortgage payment is going to come from, um, it's hard for you to support your local church. And, and you're the one being supported. And it, it's important for us to move. It, it's important for us to do that, but it's important for us to set the goals to improve our finances so then we can, in turn, give back what we've been given. You know, we improve our health, not just so we can fit into the skinny jeans, which, you know, is a, is a goal and a priority. Um, no, we improve our health not just to lose weight, but we improve our health so that we can go mow the grass of the little old lady down the street. So that when there's a call to go to Beauty for Ashes here in Fredericksburg, who we partner with in ministry, when there's a call to go out for a work day, you know, we're, we're physically able to do the work. Or, or like we went to, to Florida uh, and to do recovery work after the storms. You know, we get our bodies healthy so that we can, we can give back and we can serve in a physical way. You know, we, we improve our emotional health so that we can, we can reach out to others in their need and in their time of need. You know, it's hard to do that uh, when, when we're dealing with a lot of our own baggage. And, and most importantly, we improve spiritually so that, so that we know what the gospel is and so that we know who God is and, and we can then share that with others. Uh, the side benefit to all of that, and this is the side benefit to what, they're do, what we're doing, is that, that we will receive blessings. You know, we will receive, you know, it is nice to be financially stable. It's nice to, to be healthy. It's nice to um, feel good emotionally. Uh, and, and we're going to receive spiritual blessings as well through setting these goals. Number two as to why goals uh, are important to change in our life is that goals are statements of faith. Uh, you know, some people, they don't like to set goals or, or big dreams because they doubt their ability 
to follow through. They doubt that they're going to be able to do what needs to be done to achieve that goal. Um, Well, and that's where your faith comes in. So Ephesians, again, this is Paul talking. It says that God can do anything far more than you could ever imagine or guess or dare to request in your wildest dreams. And so over these next seven weeks, don't be afraid to set big goals and to dream big dreams, not based on your ability, but but your faith in a big God who can do more than you could imagine in your life. Number three as to why goals are important is that goals focus my energy. Uh, So I admit I struggle with ADD. Uh, might be why I need all of these books to keep track of my life, because if I don't write it down, um, I don't remember it. And so for me, the world is just full of distractions. Uh, And uh, I love to craft. Any crafters in here, people that like to make things, I love to craft. Uh, And I've never seen a craft project that I didn't want to try. There wasn't anything. You know, walking through the craft store is a million distractions for me. Um, And because of that, uh, I have tons of UFOs laying around my house. If you're a crafter, you know what that means. It means unfinished objects. I have unfinished objects. I have, I was telling my husband last night that this is how bad it is. I have a latch hook kit. It's a unicorn from when I was seven years old that is not finished, but I will finish it someday. And it is in a paper bag in my closet. Uh, But I'm a jack of all trades, but a master of none, you know? And so my energy is not focused. Um, But when I set a goal, um, some of you know that uh, we love Disney. I have four daughters, and we, we went to Disney uh, this past fall, and I promised those four little girls princess dresses. And it was a goal, and it was a big goal that I had to make these princess dresses. And once I had set that goal, I didn't work on any other projects because I knew I had to get it done and I stayed focused, my energy was focused, and I did get it done because uh, I love those four little girls and I didn't want to disappoint them. And so um, we're gonna talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, Being motivated by love is key in our goals. And so uh, a lot of times though that God tells us to do one thing And he makes it very clear he wants us to go to one direction. Um, If you're familiar with the story of Jonah in the Bible, um, God told Jonah to go to the people of Nineveh. And Jonah didn't want to go to, to Nineveh. And so Jonah went to Tarsus instead. Uh, And if you know how the story ends, God sent a great big fish and swallowed Jonah up. And Jonah ended up where? in Nineveh (laughs) in the first place. And so uh, I know all of us, we can look back through our lives. um, I can look at mine and I can see specific times that God wanted me to go do one thing. uh, And I got distracted by all the Tarsuses in my life um, instead of focusing my energy on where God wanted me to be. And so when you set that goal, it focuses your energy. Again, Paul says, I do not run without a goal. I fight 
like a boxer who is hitting something, not just the air. And so we focus our energy on that one thing instead of all over the place in different directions. Number four as to why goals are important to change my life is that goals keep me going. Uh, a lot of times we can go through really difficult situations in our lives. Um, and when we have goals, those goals can actually keep us moving on day by day. You know, the Bible tells us that Jesus endured the cross because he looked forward to the goal and the glory that was set before him. And, you know, the trials that we go through in our lives, the difficult times, they, they pale in comparison to what Jesus went through. And if, if Jesus got through that by focusing on the goal, we can get through anything by focusing on the goals that God has set for us. Uh, if you were here uh, over Thanksgiving, you heard me share a little bit about um, what the six months of last fall and, and last spring were like for me and in my life. Um, pretty difficult time, very, very dark time in my life. And um, right at the beginning, before all of that happened, I set a goal for myself. And it might seem like a silly goal, but I set the goal that I was going to complete this 90-day rotation with these old 1990s VHS workout tapes called The Firm. Okay. And so this was a big goal. I went to the Goodwill and I bought a VCR for $5 because, you know, we didn't have a VCR anymore. And I set this goal to complete 90 days every day of these workouts that were like 65 to 75 minutes long. And as silly as it may sound, on some days, that goal was one of the only things that kept me going. Because I could get up and I, it was the only thing I had power over, the only thing I had control over. I could put that tape in and hit play when my life was crashing down around me and I didn't have control over anything else. And so, um, you know, may, may, it's not the most spiritual goal. I mean, yes, I was getting healthy so that I could better take care of my family and, and have more energy and everything. But it, it is an illustration about how when we have goals and we have a clear direction that we're going, it can keep us moving forward even in the darkest of times and not just staying in one, in one place and letting the darkness overwhelm us. Um, Job, uh, if you know the story of Job, you know that Job lives some very, very dark days. Um, things that uh, I pray most of us will never imagine or go through. And in Job 6.11, he says, I do not have the strength to endure I do not have a goal that encourages me to carry on. And so when we don't have that goal, it's really hard to endure those times. So number five, as to uh, why goals are important to changing our life, goals build our character. Uh, this is the most important part of all of this, in my opinion. You know, the greatest benefit to your life uh, over these next 50 days and the goals that you're setting is not going to be your accomplishments 
or your achievements. Uh, but instead, it's going to be what happens inside of you while you're moving toward the goal. You know, God is more interested in your character than he is in your accomplishments. And you're not taking your success to heaven. You're not taking your career, uh, but you're, you are taking your character. So God is more interested in who you are on the inside um, than what you accomplish and how you succeed. Uh, he's interested in changing you. So here's the idea that we're going to be looking at. While we are striving towards the goal. Again, Paul says, I keep striving towards the goal. While we are striving towards our goal, God is going to be working on us in our hearts. Um, and that's going to last for eternity. But this striving, this striving takes energy. It, it takes intention and it takes purpose. Uh, you will never become the, the man that God intends you to be or the woman that God intends you to be without living it on purpose and setting those goals. Finally, good goals will be rewarded. Proverbs uh, eleven twenty seven says, if your goals are good, you will be respected. And so your goals are going to be rewarded first here on this earth. And one of the things that's going to happen is other people are going to look at you and look at your life and they're going to respect you for it. We can all think of successful people uh, in our lives, whether that success is um, a healthy family relationship or if that success is being financially stable uh, or someone who um, has grown spiritually by allowing the Lord to work in their lives. Um, when we look at those people, we automatically respect those people. And so that's going to be the first reward that you're going to have. You know, but the real reward is going to come in eternity. Again, Paul says that all athletes practice strict self-control. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run straight to the goal with purpose in everything.